What's up, what's up? We got a special edition of Good Story Podcast today because the OG just came home. So we like to introduce him. He's in LA right now with Stray on location with the OG. He been he been down for 35 years and he just got out yesterday, Stray. He just got out yesterday. So let's 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 welcome the OG home. You guys can't hear the background music, but that's all right. When you hear the the, the podcast, you'll be able to do it. So Let's put our hands together and uh, welcome the the OG. But let's 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 also introduce. We got Lil West on here too. Lil West, how's it going? Grateful to be here. Good story. <laughs> good story. Good story. Hey, so we on we recording right now. But uh, I want to hear. The, I want to hold. I want to hear the whole thing. But we want to get a little introduction. We we want to we want to let people know we got the OG Wesley Tuiasoa on right now with Strons who's on location in LA they're, they're, and uh, I'd like to send a shout out to my boy Joey eat the cherry Joey <laughs> you know you know we want to send a shout out oh see we got a little laugh from the crowd and stuff like that but anyways let's let, let's talk about the, the journey so back in 1987 uh, Wes was was charged with a few charges, and he'd been in there since then, right, Wes? So, um, uh, so we'll, we'll start it off with facts, right? So we can go ahead and get the ball Let's rolling. Let's go. Let's do it. I committed murder and attempted murder in 1987 as a gang member. Okay, affiliated out in the L.A. Affiliated as a gang member in L.A. Um, just to, I'm sitting in a. In the Sheridan right now by LAX. I'm surrounded with family members. I got a, you know, who's really my uncle, but he's like my older brother, uh, Everett Ika. I'm also here with my brother Strons, Tuyasola, my brother Joey Tuyasola. Can you ask Everett if he worked at if he worked at Delta with me? No, that's my brother. Uh, oh, that's Mossy. No, no, Danny. He said Danny worked with you at Delta. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm Forget Delta. With, uh, we ain't giving no free plug to Delta. Forget Delta. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm also here with my sister, uh, her husband, uh, Petty Mongolo. And then I'm also here with uh, one of my nephews, uh, Joe Fungapo. Soon to be elder. Soon to be elder Nice, nice. Going to uh, Toma. Yeah, just to go ahead and get the story off and rolling, um, you know, uh, I got released after doing 35 years. Um, I did 30 years on, you know, level four prisons. And then uh, my last five years, I did four years in level three. And, and then uh, my last year was in San Quentin. And I paroled uh, July 13th last year. And I never really got a chance to experience that uh, that feeling of being free, right? What what I, what are you what I is was, that feeling right now? If you could put it in in a few words, Wes, what does that feel like right now? So, if you a poly, I'm a I'm a I'm gonna break it down like this. You know that first time you ate that King's Hawaiian sweet bread, <laughs> where it's okay. so soft and it's so sweet, and you always see your parents eat it, and they always give you a little piece, and you always want more. Then when you get older you get a chance to eat it for yourself. And then you really appreciate it. You you savor it. You cherish it. 
let, 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 let's put let, let's put it, it let's put everybody on game. Back in the day, Wes, the sweet bread wasn't in the little rolls. It was like a, a no. yeah. Tell them came in that tin. Came yep. in that tin. Yep. Mm. with that plastic, right? And, you know, it was uh, round. It was round. It was like a, a puffed up sweet bread, right? And if you were a kid like myself that grew up in Laia in Hawaii, you know that 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 sweet bread was just was everything. So the, let's, you know let, what I mean? let's expand on that. So when you guys came from Tonga, you guys lived, you moved to Laia, and you worked at the Polynesian Culture Center. Yeah, yeah. as a little kid. Um, so myself and my brother Strons, we did the uh, the, the the morning shows with my cousin. Um, we used to do the dances, and I grew up. You know, I grew up with the Iono family right there mm. in uh, the Polynesian Culture Center. You know what I mean? And the Damunis with, from the Fijian village. And, um, you so know, it's... You and Wong are you know, the my same. Childhood, my, hey, my childhood, every morning, um, I seen the Mormon temple. You know, every morning, I seen the beach. Um, my uncle, Shonaika, uh, then, used to live, like, right behind the beach. You had to walk by their house to go get baptized right there. Temple Beach, right? That was the backyard. That's when we had branches in Hawaii. Nice. You know? Now they got wards, stakes. I was actually baptized right there behind my uncle uh, Shonika's house. Yeah, the backyard was the beach, and that's where I would be all the time. Nice. And so that journey took you to L.A., from a little town in, in the North Shore to Los Angeles, Hawthorne, Lenox, Inglewood. Inglewood, yeah. And for me, like, you know, if you heard my testimony, it's a, it was a culture shock. Mm. You know, coming from Hawaii, I thought I spoke English. Right. You know what I mean? I didn't understand what pigeon was. You know, I was I was at school at Oak Street Elementary in Inglewood talking about, hey, bro, you know the kind. <laughs> you know? And they were like, what are you speaking, bro? I'm like, I speak English. They're like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, my first day at school, I remember it like yesterday. I had, you know, a T-shirt, shorts, and flip-flops and was actually uh, ridiculed and joked and bullied. Like, you know, like, man, you guys are, you guys are different. Because I never knew what a black guy was. I thought they were Fijian. Mm. I didn't know what a Mexican was. You know what I mean? I right. thought everybody was Polynesian. Like in, you know, growing up in Hawaii, you're in a real close knit community of nothing but Polys and Mormons. Who Who were your friends growing up in Laie? So again, you know, who? Oh yeah, I had Alpha was a friend. Um, I had a Korean friend named Kenny. Again, the Iono kids, the Damuni kids. But just all, you know, yeah. the same kids that we went to church with. Right. The same right. kids where our parents worked at the Polynesian Culture Center. The same kids where our parents were also going to BYU Hawaii. You know what I mean? So, so tell, just, tell me, tell me, OG, tell me, what what was the turning point coming from a little town, slippers and shorts, T-shirt, headed to the big city? What was the, the first, well, your first initiation into that other side of, things that got you pulled away from the things that were, you were used to talking about gangs. So for me, again, it goes back to the story of being in the fourth grade, going to school, getting picked on and a kid, uh, a black and a Mexican kid, you know, they ended up swinging on me, hit me. And then I swung back 
and then swinging back and knocking them down, you know, getting that uh, instant gratification of of people, you know, as a young age, people liking you, people uh, giving you praise over violence. Right. That's something that stuck with me. And that, you know, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, this is something that continued from that young age. I, I learned that, hey, violence is something that's praised out here. Right. Violence is something, because I, I never, the fights we got into in Hawaii when we were kids, we weren't trying to hurt each other. We were just trying to like, man, I'm not just going to let you just run over me. But we were still friends. We still go play marbles, right? We still play marbles after we're done. We still we still go to, uh, to to mutual. We still show up at church, and we still play basketball and all that. Yeah. Or we go to Goose Store, right, and, and, uh, like, yeah, and, and just chill. There was no ill feeling. Here, everything, you, you recognized everything was different. And people that were different were not comfortable being around people like that. And that's something that I recognized at a young age. Then segueing into junior high, now it's like you're judged by everything you do now. How you dress. You're just trying to be look. accepted, you know. Yeah. I don't think too much think- has changed, you know, in the world today. Tell us, like at a young age, and then as you getting incarcerated and going through all that, what was the turning point? where you figured out that this, this stuff ain't working, you know? For me, it was in 97. Okay. So um, you went in it. So 10 years now you've been in. So I, so, you know, uh, I get, I get arrested in 87. And again, the mindset is survival. The mindset is the gang mentality, the criminal mindset. And I figured out early in LA County in 87 that, all right, this is how I got to be. Because I'm seeing people being seriously hurt in there that don't have the mindset. You know, this is what's going to keep me alive in prison. You know, allow me to survive here. This is what's going to keep me alive. And, you know, like, you know, when you, yeah, when, and, you know, in the county, it's like, you gotta, man, you gotta, you gotta be a certain way. And, you know, the way, one thing we learned is, this is, this is where these nicknames come in that we grow up having, right? When you join these gangs, because you have to be a different person. Right. You can't, I can't be Wes. You know, I had to be Joker. I couldn't be Wes. In order for me to survive in prison in the county, I had to be Joker. So it's like, to make your listeners understand, you got to put this mask on. Right. You got to. When everybody, when everybody go to sleep, I can take this mask off and I can be Wes. But as soon as I wake up in the morning, I got to put this mask back on because I got to be Joker. Right. But so, there are certain times in, in um, my first 10 years in prison that, you know, you, you still, you know, you still can't hide all the stuff you were taught as a kid. Okay. You know, all the things that your parents instilled in, in me and all the things my parents taught me, I always knew was the right thing to do. I always knew it was something I was supposed to do, but. You know, I, I always went against it, you know, and, and I did that because of the own, my own expectations that were put upon me and the certain type of peer pressure that was, that was put on me. And I didn't know how to cope with that type of stuff at that, at that young age. You know what I mean? Right. So, so how, you, how, how was you your, as a kid? Yeah. 
No, no, that, that's why I was leaning. You were about to say that. So how do you cope with it? How do you cope with it now from versus back then? How are you coping now? Oh, now, now I have, you know, I have a support network mm. that, I, that I have, which allows me to succeed. And, um, you know, the thing is now I've, I've taken these classes, but it's not just about taking the classes. You've got to internalize all this stuff. You got to be allowed to be open to this type of stuff that, you know, change is possible, you know, and I can, I can segue this right into the church too. Cause you know, I've said this for a long time is even though I fixed myself, there was always one thing missing from everything I was doing. And that was the spiritual part, you know, and that's where, uh, my fiance Popo comes in, you know, she gets all the credit for that. Because she was literally the only person that 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 literally forced me. Even though my parents and siblings would always, you know, hey, you should do this, you should do that. I kind of never really paid it any mind. But it was when Popo kind of like, you know, put that expectation on me. You know, I didn't look at it like I did as a teenager. I looked at it as something that, you know, hey, this is something I want to fulfill. Something that I want to do. Shout out to Popo, the winds beneath your wings, OG. Shout out to Popo. For real. Yeah, but you know, Leroy, don't get it twisted. You know why she made him read the Book of Mormon is because she was singing to this guy at night. (laughs) What? Hey, there's nothing more to a a man's heart than is is, is the music. You know what I'm saying? So, speak, speak. And Popo can, man, she can sing. She can sing. So, so, so. So all 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 that all that group support and all that spiritual uh, uplifting that that you've gotten so far since you've been out. What was the first meal that Strong took you to go eat at? I, we know. We just tell the public what it was. <laughs> it was churches. Churches eating chicken, man. I'll tell you, churches chicken. So so just a quick quick story. So in Prairie. So, so me and Strauss, we're... Century we're and Prairie, right, right, right. Yeah, That's we're, church we're going to one right of these there. stores to get me some clothes and shoes and everything. And as we go by, I see this churches. I'm like, bro, that's churches? The colors are different and everything. Strauss like, that's where we're going to have lunch. So we push up in there, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, all these memories come back. Because, you know, again, we we go back to the one on Century and Prairie, never right across the street from SoFi. Right. You know what I mean? But we back in the day we would have said across the street from Hollywood Park. Right, right. So that trip you out seeing the new stadium right there from that used to be Hollywood Park? Well, I haven't seen the stadium yet, but I you know, I'm right here by the airport, but I'm sure we'll go by there. But um, you know Did it taste the same? Did the churches was it greasy? Did you have to lick your fingers? What? I'm a, I'm gonna tell you right now, that was the best <laughs> more I ever had <laughs> in my life. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hey, there are going to be a lot more. We look forward to like hearing about your journey. We just wanted to get you on. We wanted to make sure that everything was cool. Strong took you and got you some new gear. You know, everybody over there giving you hugs. I don't even know the some, the Polynesian food places out there, but I know you probably want to eat some of that too. That's out there. Oh no, we yeah we like I said, man. I'm I'm just trying to you know eat some know, salad. Just, <laughs> yeah, I'm you know I'm trying to. Uh, I'm just trying to enjoy everything right now, man. Just soaking it in, but you know. Well, we 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 are so we're so happy, blessed that you're out. You know, I I can't even imagine the thoughts that's going through your minds and the the things that you know. If I was to put myself in that situation where 
you know, if this was the last day, that last meal that I would have, you know, being out, I don't know what I would eat. And you, you went in and they didn't even have any cell phones out, you know. So the world technology-wise has changed, you know. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody watching Kung Fu Theater anymore because that's not on. Hey, 12 you o'clock know? on Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Our kids don't even understand Saturday morning cartoons anymore. They just, you know, every day is they're on these little phones and stuff. But I'm so excited to hear your transition. You know, all our prayers and love out to you guys. Man, Stray, make sure you treat the OG, man. He he ain't looking for no steak and, and whatever, but give him some sushi, you know. Yeah. <laughs> get him some sushi. Hey, tell him where you want, what you want to eat? What's, what, what's something that you want to eat? What's something what you look forward to eating? What's up? Um, I'm I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm I'm not really looking forward to really eating anything. I'm just trying to be around the family, man. You know, yeah. When, when you when you've been gone so long, and it just you know we we're in a we're in a room with two beds, and I got a chance to lay down on a real bed. After 35 years, Leroy. <laughs> Man, see those little things that we take for granted? Those are little things. Man. We got we got your nephew, Lil Wes, on here. And, you know, I don't know how you how good your Tongan is and if you still understand it. But, you know, Lil Wes went to Tongan his mission. And so yeah. so he, he listened. He's soaking up all this stuff. But he can't wait to come out there and kick it with you this weekend. You know, uh, oh, yeah. I, we, well, I, I heard you guys we, got some some Laker tickets. So you know? we, we waiting for Lil Wes to come out here. Because uh, myself, Everett, and we're whoever's going to be here, we're going to actually go. We uh, we came up on some box seats at the Laker game. Yes, sir. So Lake show. Like you know, we in there. You know, they don't understand that, that original. Goal. The original Laker fans grew up in the in the shadows of the Great Western Forum. You know that that right, that new bro. thing over there. But you right, man, right, I'm excited for you to go right check that out. Manchester Prairie, bro. Right, right there. That's <laughs> you guys' neighborhood. You know, right there, man. So you know what I mean. You know. That's that's where we grew up. If we would have grown up in Utah, we would have been jazz fans. We wouldn't have had a choice. Yeah, we would have been big Stockton and Malone fans. Nah, you know what I mean? back then it was uh, Derek Griffith and uh, Mark Eaton. It was Daryl Griffith, <laughs> Mark Eaton, Adrian Dantley, Adrian Dantley, Adrian Dantley. That, that free throw that took forever. Adrian Dantley to the yep. Jazz to get magic. Most of these Ooh. these real jazz fans, they don't understand yeah. the real history behind these jazz jazz players but we lakers fans forever we laker fans forever but man much love og we appreciate all the 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 enlightening uh advice that you've been giving us and we look forward to the next episode as we come but i wanted to get this quick one out uh we're gonna end this off with a little bit of you know something that you might you might (laughs) remember to to send this out today Stray, make sure you get your butt back over here so we can get a live update on what what the OG got. Well, he's really going. Love you, OG. Have a great time in L.A. Walking around, letting them know you built them streets. (laughs) All right, love you. Love you, too. All right. Hey, Stray, we'll see you when you get back. Get ready, Wes. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) Thank you again for joining us on another Good Story Story. episode.